0: listeners, I'm Robin Black, and this is It's All About Healing Podcast. In today's episode, I have Liz. She is a seer, a spiritual coach, intuitive healer like myself, amongst many other things. And I'll go ahead and let Liz introduce herself and tell us a little bit about what she does. Liz, how are you?
1: Doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Robin. I'm super excited to be here and have this discussion with you. I'm doing great. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about what you do, Liz. So I'm an intuitive energy worker, which means that I work with the aura, the chakras, and the energetic system—that unseen realm that holds on to all of our trauma and past experiences. It—I like to describe my work as acupuncture without the needles, right? Because I'm going yeah. in there and I'm removing the energetic blocks. I'm also a seer, so I do um, remote and in-person psychic readings. I consider myself an oracle, and I also have a podcast called Raise the Vibe with Liz, and um, also do energy work sessions um, remotely and in person as well. And I'm an author of uh, my new book, Mom Died Last Night, My Shared Death Experience. It's a memoir of grief, death, and afterlife communication. Yes, and I definitely want to get into that. But before
0: we get into that, tell us a little bit about your podcast first.
1: Ah, Raise the Vibe with Liz. I love it. I started it um, during lockdown. March 2020 was my first episode. I had a radio show here on Vashon Island called Raise the Vibe. You can still listen to those episodes. And then when lockdown happened, it gave me the perfect opportunity to take that radio show and turn it into a podcast like I had been dreaming about doing for months. So it really opened up things for me. I love it. I adore it. I interview healers. Uh, psychics, mediums, inspirational speakers, personal development coaches, you name it. And I love, love, love all the information, you know, that comes through on the podcast and all the great people I get to meet and interview. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. So tell us your story
0: that brought you to writing the book, Mom Died Last Night.
1: Well, last year in February, um, my mom passed away. Um, It was rather quickly, and I realized that even though I had experienced different types of loss and grief in the past, I really wasn't prepared for how this was going to feel. Hindsight, you know, I see now that there's no way we can really prepare for this kind of a loss, a loss of a parent. It really is um, a really different experience. Yeah. I went into a state of shock right after she passed away and really had to soul search my feelings. one of those ways that I did it was to write The next day after she had passed away, I really felt compelled to write. I'm an intuitive person so I always follow my intuition and these little hints from the universe that I get you know to do this that or the other and what I kept hearing all day was write, write mm-hmm. write it down So, I started writing it down and it really was a process for me Um, during that first three months after my mother's passing of processing, you know, what had happened with her and I, you know, before she passed, what had happened in the hospital um, and, and beyond, you know, that afterlife communication that pretty much started right away after she, after she died.
0: Oh wow! So, what
1: what type of communication was it? It showed up first as uh, from her. It showed up as mental pictures, so little mm-hmm. mini movies and images of her. It's funny when I was driving home um, from the hospital, I really didn't see her, you know, in her death state or you know, how she looked in the hospital or, you know, her almost 86 year old, you know, appearance, I was seeing her a little bit younger, maybe in her forties with long hair. That's how Mm -hmm. she was presenting herself to me. I started getting ideas um, that she had sent me months previous um, because she had taken a fall and there was a decline. So, and she did tell me during her death process that she had felt like she was passing um, for a couple of days prior. Um, she had sent me this little clip from Facebook about the glass blown memorial ornaments. And mm-hmm. she had said how wonderful it would be since she wanted a cremation if we take took her ashes and created those for her. So as I'm driving to the ferry boat, I'm getting all this sudden a mental image, you know, a thought about these glass blown ornaments. And, you know, I'm in a state of shock. I'm not thinking about like what's happening next. I Knew for a fact that you know that was my mom, and I just smile and I'd go, "Okay, you know I hear you. I you know I understand. You know you're trying to communicate with me, and thank you. I love you. I'll I'll do that. And mm-hmm. I did. I I got a glass blown um, hummingbird because hummingbirds were her favorite bird.
0: Uh, those are mine. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. But and with the afterlife communication, did did that help you cope more with her? With her loss, with that loss, or how did that affect you mentally?
1: It really did. It sort of uh, validated for myself and even being psychic and having my mediumistic abilities coming back online again, having that validation that our energy goes on, that, you know, I'm not crazy, (laughs) that, you know, it does continue after death, you know, our energy does transform. Um, It was that kind of like getting to know her in a new way in spirit, where Mm -hmm. on one side, I was really missing her physical presence and in deep loss and grief. But on the other hand, when I saw the hummingbird shadow on the door in front of me, like I talk about in my book, or I see a picture of my mom in my mind or a song comes on the radio, you know, that says exactly the right thing. (laughs) Or I have a dream about her. I get a dream visitation or I wake up with a song in my head, which I talk about in the book. It happened for days after she passed. It really did um, ease my grief. Yeah. It really did ease my grief and help me to realize I can still have a relationship with my mother. It's just going to look a little Different now. And yes, I am going to still grieve and I am going to still feel that loss and that pain and that mourning. But I do have a connection. I can reach out to her. I can still talk to her across the veil, even though I can't call her on the telephone or have her call me.
0: Right. Absolutely. And what would you suggest is the best way to process loss? I mean, for like, what did you do and the best way to process for others?
1: Oh, good question, Robin. Um, I've done a lot of research on this, obviously, you know, since my mother passed and having this new experience and from my own experience, I can say that beyond the journaling and writing that I was compelled to do, it was really sitting in quiet with myself, getting peaceful, allowing whatever happened to happen to me. Like if I just wanted to sit around, I allowed myself to sit around. If Mm -hmm. I needed to step outside and like separate myself from life and go for a walk, I allowed myself to do that. Um, To reheat that cup of tea that I forgot about multiple times, you know, take a hot bath to let myself check out for an hour or two and watch Netflix. Um, Yeah, it was a process for me of getting curious about my feelings because Mm -hmm. I really, I really did have to track my feelings. And I talk a lot about that in the book and how that new experience was for me of having to really track where I was and kind of keep up with myself and make sure I was taking care of my basic needs. And a friend of mine on the way home from the hospital shared something really beautiful with me. She said, what are you going to do today to self-care? And that really stuck with me. And that's something that in the book I pass along to my readers is, what are you going to do today to take care of yourself? You know, how are you going to listen to yourself? And are you going to have the awareness about what's going on and how you're feeling? Because that was my process. It was getting curious and having that awareness. Oh, this is how my body feels right now. Okay, this is what I need right now. And I'm just going to follow that. And it kind of goes hand in hand with how I learned how to follow my intuition and trust that which is just yeah. be with it and follow it and kind of allow that process to unfold and not go into self judgment, you know, yeah. around, just have some compassion for myself and be present with myself.
0: Yes. Cause I think that's kind of what a lot of people struggle with, especially even when coping with, you know, any type of loss is not knowing how to feel their own feelings, not knowing how to really channel those different emotions. So You channeled your emotions through, I I know you said through intuitive feeling, but also mainly through writing, journaling.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was really helpful too, to have that for myself and to go back and read. And to go back
0: and read what you wrote. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like comforting
0: yourself kind of. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Um,
1: Tell us a little bit more about your book. So it starts off um, the morning or the afternoon that my sister calls me and it goes through that process of going to the hospital, caring for mom, what her death experience was like being in the hospital with her, um, being bedside and doing some energy work, doing some Reiki healing and what that felt like for me, Um, Mm -hmm. having my grandmother and my great-grandmother you know, step forward and hear them say, we've got her, you know, but not really wanting. I'm like, okay, do you have her, have her, or you've got her, like, you're going to help her heal. Right. Like mom's going to wait. Right. You know, going through that, um, you hear in the story how I'm really struggling with that um, denial, you know, during her process. And then it, you know, goes into my experience and how I'm feeling after she passes away Um, again, like I said before, that, um, that deep grief, that loss, that numbness that set in that not knowing what to do. And then, um, I weave into it, that afterlife communication with different stories about the dreams that I was having with her in it and the hummingbirds, you know, showing up and the butterflies and realizing (laughs) that actually there were things even before she passed away, that were put in place for me in preparation for my mother's death and what was, what my experience was going to be afterward.
0: Yeah. That's just, it's just, I, it's just like a feeling that I have because you keep mentioning hummingbirds and uh, butterflies and those are my favorite. I have tattoos of hummingbirds and butterflies. So it's just right. like, Oh, that's so neat. I like that. <laughs> I love that coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what does afterlife communication show us about our
1: own lives? It shows us that life does not end, that life goes on. It takes fear out of the death process. I've watched my loved ones, you know, kind of transition out of not knowing what happens after death to this opening up to afterlife communication and opening up that our energy transforms and mutates into something else that life continues on. It's really an easing of that grief, expanding our thought process about what, what are the possibilities after death, even though, you know, we don't have concrete evidence, you know, we only have stories about near death experiences or, Like myself, the near the afterlife communication that happens after our loved ones pass, you know, Mm -hmm. where we're thinking of them. And then all of a sudden something happens and we know that it's them communicating with us. It's just transforms our way of being, gives us a different perspective, I guess, is a really good way to say it. And takes the fear out of death, takes the fear out of dying and know, you know, that ah, that acceptance of there is more to life. You know, it's not just, you know, this, that we do have that spirit and soul within our body and it does continue on after.
0: Absolutely. And what would you say is the best way to learn for others to communicate with the afterlife if they're wanting to?
1: Oh, I love that question, Robin. Thank you for asking that. Um, having a psychic development circle and having my mediumistic mystic abilities coming back online. It is really getting quiet starting to meditate, starting to pay attention to when you have that thought of your loved one, are you finding a penny right after? Are you Mm -hmm. seeing a butterfly right afterwards? possibly that hummingbird that you love, Robin, a cardinal. Many people see cardinals, you know, because they're messengers from spirit as well. Mm -hmm. You know, are you listening to a song and it happens to be your dad's favorite song that just came on the radio and you were just thinking about him. It's those like priceless moments that step into our life where it's undeniable, where we have that, Thing that's actually happened. And then that thought that happens in our mind. And we just know without a doubt that they're communicating with us. And once we start having that awareness, once we start seeing it, it opens it up to where we just start seeing it all the time. We're seeing the pennies and the nickels and the dimes and the butterflies and the dragonflies and hearing the songs. And it opens up a whole new world of experience. Absolutely.
0: And What would you suggest for those who are just finding it crippling, like, you know, that crippling feeling of, I can't cope with this loss. I don't, I don't want to try to communicate. I don't want to try to do anything. I'm just trying to understand my grief first and try to cope with that. What would you suggest for people like that?
1: Oh, sure. Nurture yourself because it really is hard in that first stage of grief, that acute stage. I like to call it where it's on our mind all the time. We're waking up with it. We're not able to get out of our own way. We don't know whether to reach out for help or do it alone. We're not really taught the skills. There's no way of really knowing what it's going to feel like until it happens. My advice to everyone is take the time to just nurture yourself. Whatever Mm -hmm. intuitively comes in for you, do that. If the thought of having a nice warm cup of tea or making yourself a hot bowl of soup pops in, do that. You know, if it's, you know, curling up with a blanket and just crying to a sad movie, you know, for two hours, do it. And allow yourself time. Society really wants us to rush and get over it really fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in agree with in agreement with that. Take the time yeah. that you need. Don't allow people to rush you through your grief, you know, Absolutely. just say, thank you, but that's not my reality and do what you need to do to take time, you know, to nurture yeah. to yourself, to sit with yourself, to be with the grief to and to know that it will pass. My favorite saying is this too shall pass. I've used it in many yeah. different circumstances throughout my life. And it's reminding myself that I feel really bad right now, but there is going to come a day where I'm going to wake up and it's going to be like springtime of my soul. And I'm not going to feel like that anymore, that it will pass and just being patient, patient with myself, patient with yourself and just allow it to unfold naturally and know that it will pass. And if it's not seek help, talk to a friend, Talk to a therapist. Go to an energy worker. You know, speak to someone to help you process your grief. There's great grief groups and books available now. Um, lots of help in the area of grief. I'm really enjoying how it's exploding these days and really becoming a for- a topic in the forefront.
0: Yeah. And what would you suggest, or what would you, what advice would you give for those who aren't typically aware and? if their loved ones are trying to communicate with them, what are some things that they may notice?
1: Ah, well, first I'm going to say, ask for a sign. Mm -hmm. So I always tell my clients, if they're not seeing their loved ones or feel like they're not open to that, ask for a sign. A fun story that I have, my my mom, when she was still alive, Mm -hmm. took one of my children to a garden nursery. And we were talking about angels on the drive. And I was telling her, all we have to do is ask for a sign. So a little while goes by, we're walking around the nursery, looking at the plants. And I'm holding my son, who's just a little toddler and he has white blonde hair. And this woman walks up to us and she goes, look at that angel hair. Because Uh he had white hair. And we just at each other and smiled because that was the sign. We asked the angels for a sign. And then a woman comes up to us in the nursery and says, angel. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so hey. there it is. It's, you know, having faith, you yeah. know, having trust that it will happen to you. Just ask mm-hmm. for that sign, you know, mom, dad, sister, whoever it is, friends, show me that you're with me. And then mm-hmm. look for that penny, look for them to be popping into your mind in, in, synchronicity with maybe a song or that butterfly or the dragonfly. Yeah.
0: I like that. And I I know you mentioned your son. How many children do you have?
1: I have four boys four. of 16 and 28. Yeah.
0: Nice. And do they also share that intuitive ability?
1: A few of them do. Yes. And, um, I have two that are in denial and it's funny. One of them is in denial and he's the one that could see spirit when he was little. So I'm just waiting for it to open up after he gets through his early twenties.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is neat. Like, do Like, are there anything that you, is there anything that you do with them to kind of help them bring, you know, bring more awareness to it? Or are you just kind of like letting them go on the path and just let it happen naturally?
1: even though they push back a little with me, I do have that conversation. I tell them, Oh, I saw this sign for mom today, or Hey, it's mom's birthday. You can talk to her. She can hear you. She's, you know, still there and available in spirit to us. So I do have that conversation with them that there are things in the unseen that we're unaware of until we have that awareness and to be open to it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when they see that butterfly or, um, you know, they find the penny on their car seat, know that that's a message from spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Um,
0: What advice do you have or would, you know, that you have to give listeners just on anything, anything about the afterlife, communication, Reiki, anything?
1: My favorite advice to give people is follow your intuition because it was such a path for me to trust Right. And it's all about trust. And with afterlife communication, we have to trust that it exists. Right. We have to open up to the possibility before we can experience it. So I would say, follow your intuition, follow the little breadcrumbs I like to say, you know, those little nudges and God winks we get from the universe and open up to it, you know, kind of be childlike about it and remember how much joy we used to experience when we were children when the magical side of life happened, because that's my favorite part of life is a magical side and the unseen things and the coincidences and synchronicities that happen in life. It really brings me joy.
0: Absolutely. And I really like your voice. You have an amazing voice. It's like, um, you have that voice that resonates a lot. (laughs) 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 I have just been noticing that I'm like, I just, I love the sound of your voice. It's, it's, um, I don't know. It just, it definitely resonates with me. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you saying that. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. And what is the best way for anyone to get in contact with
1: you? Pop on over to my new website, raise the vibe with Liz.com and you can find my book, all the information you need about me, how to work with me and much more. Yeah. Raise right, the vibe with was-
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. What was that? What was that?
1: Raise the vibe with Liz.com.
0: Okay. And I will also be putting that down in the description as well. So is there anything else that you'd like to add?
1: I would like to thank you, Robin, for having me. This has been such a fun conversation. I love talking about afterlife communication and it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. This is really great. I love the questions that you've asked and I want to thank the listeners for listening as well. It's been really fun to be with you today. Thank you so much.
0: And thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, this is Liz Peterson. And everyone, stay blessed.